good music, good music. But now the lyrics, hey, for those who are like me, who are not practicing practitioners, the lyrics are killing you softly, aren't they? That was Marvin Gaye, Sexual Healing. What a way to start off Closet Conversations. Let me remind all our listeners that if you're under the age of 18, you should not be tuned in. It's only for adults, right? Why? Because it's the Closet Conversation. Come closer, come closer. I'd like you, yes, yes, you, to please shut the front door and open the closet. We're about to speak about romance and maybe... (laughs) <laughs> you need some sexual healing in that department. And we've got a Dr. Taban Nguyen who's going to be joining us. The number to dial is 0614-104-107 for WhatsApps. Or you can uh, send an SMS on 41391. If you'd like to call in, and you can be anonymous, you can call in on 0891-104-207, alternatively 011-714-4045. And I'm already seeing a lot of you are sending messages messages about the song you are saying yo the song oh the song mm-hmm. okay uh i'm feeling the same way about the song as well let me introduce our a-team doctor dr taban nguanyana who's an independent medical practitioner with interests in human rights ethics and social science handsome doctor soothing sexy voice how are you doctor good evening patricia dear listeners uh, eighteen months and indeed that was a very beautiful music mm. thank you so much yes we had to give you that prelude because you're talking romance and i'm going yeah. to take you back to a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago where you said that um there's been a study from world health organization that says that the failure to have or establish a relationship is a disability i cracked myself but uh, i'd like you to go back to that and then link it to the understanding of romance. Yeah, so if you link back to what you talked about, uh, we what we're going to look at tonight is the romance as being an art, which means it's a form of a skill that uh, one needs to have and is the most fun. And uh, I will say, argue that is the most is the least executed skill that most people, particularly in romantic relationships, ought to have. So, taking from what you you said in your introduction, that perhaps uh, the lack of that skill is what uh, the World Health Organization has looked at as a disability to say, if you fail to perhaps uh, uh, conduct or exercise or execute that skill, it might be seen as a form of disability because it's a skill that uh, I would argue that most uh, people ought to have for them to be able to successful in their romantic relationships. Now, according to uh, the dictionary, um, romance is defined as a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. Now, do all relationships have romance? And should all relationships have romance? Well, uh, I think uh, romance is really about uh, getting closer and closer and closer to each other. And uh, there are phases of romance in most relationships. And I would argue again that uh, most relationships always start with some form of romance. 
the the a big mystery usually is how you keep it going and also the phases of romance in that uh, there will be early stages where maybe it's uh, kind of booming in a relationship but then later on it can be complicated by perhaps uh, other anxieties that might develop along the way and even perhaps uh, a certain fears or even maybe jealousy that can start because what you have to understand about romance is that uh, the same qualities that perhaps attract you to a certain person are the same qualities that later on can also pose a threat for you because you might want to hog or hoard in that uh, you want those qualities to be only given to you. Then that's when the psychology of all these things starts to set in where then what is supposed to be a beautiful thing and a love and uh, an exciting uh, uh, thing then becomes uh, what breeds uh, resentment and maybe jealousy and hate perhaps. So all uh, relationships uh, do have a bit of romance, but then it just gets complicated with uh, when people start to perhaps spend too much time together or living together, then it gets complicated by other factors, be it getting to know each other more and maybe uh, for, uh, starting to have some jealousy or developing some other problems associated with being together for too long. But it's something that is desirable, that it should be encouraged. A-teamers, we are speaking to the handsome and sultry-voiced Dr. Tabane Nguanyana, and uh, we are talking about romance. I'd like to know, what are some of the ways that you, as an A-teamer, embark on your romantic journey with your partner? And at what phase do you stop or decide you no longer want to be romantic with your partner because you've been together for so long or it's just not your thing? Because I've heard some people say romance is not my thing, but they are in relationships. So how's that working for you? Please let us know. You can be anonymous by calling in on 0891-104207 or you can call in on 011-714-4045. SMS line is 41391. SMSs are charged at 150. And WhatsApps are on 0614-104-107. Dr. Tabane, some of the gestures of romance, right, uh, Dr. Nguyen, we get from novels like The Mills and Boons. We get from movies that are romantic and sloppy. What are the gestures that come naturally when it comes to romance? Yeah, so what I will put across is that uh, you really have all the senses. You've got the sense of uh, touch, the smell, the see, and all that. And all that is combined with really just a a trial and error uh, in terms of uh, uh, attracting a person or a partner that you want to be romantically involved with. To say you almost have to learn and understand what you think they perhaps like in a relationship and then throw in those uh, things that uh, you have as tools that you consider as as romantic from your perspective and then just hope that uh, it hits the right spot with the other person and it's so that's why i'll call it a trial and error in that uh, uh, you might uh, hit certain sports and you might miss certain sports with other people 
and then it becomes that fishing game where you perhaps other times you win and other times you lose. So you cannot say that it is a, a proven formula because what you might consider as a proven formula based on your previous experiences might not work uh, when you uh, perhaps come across different people uh, also who might also have their own different experiences. So it becomes a, a set of tools or skills that uh, each man and women perhaps has learned in the past or are continuing to learn and how they play around with all these tools that they have in order to fish or attract the person that they come across and they feel that they are romantically attracted to that person. Now, Vuyo in Bloemfontein says, Patricia, people unable to find sexual partners is a disability. And he puts the, the laughing emoji and says, are people receiving a grant for that? <laughs> so is there going to be a grant anytime soon for this? <laughs> well, we did uh, talk about it previously and we put it across as a, as a, as perhaps a, a valid uh, <laughs> argument that perhaps we could take up with our maybe social structures. Uh, but again, it's from a, a soft and social aspect rather than from a core medical disability aspect. Mm. Now, you know, you can find two partners, right, who have a different love language. So the way they express romance are different. And that could sometimes cause, you know, a bit of misunderstanding in a relationship. Because, for instance, you find one partner enjoys public display of affection, PDA, so they want to hold hands and kiss in public, and that uh, to them is romantic. But the other partner might be totally against it. So if we have different ways of expressing expressing um, how we are romantic towards each other. How do, we, how do we make sure that we are able to reach a common ground in our relationship as a couple? Yeah, so uh, I think if you look at uh, most people that end together, uh, you will find that uh, there's a lot of people that uh, end up being together or married to each other who have similar circumstances either come from the similar background, uh, similar in terms of cultural background, socioeconomic status, and all those things, because they, they would have understood what is prevalent for that uh, band or for that uh, socioeconomic or that society. Uh, so the trick for most people is to be able to learn more than just uh, where you come from, because where you come from, you will perhaps know what is uh, normally seen as being romantic, what is normally seen as being acceptable in terms of uh, uh, what needs to be done. Because uh, the other interesting part is that it will be interesting to see is uh, things that promote uh, certain romantical behaviors and things that kill certain romantical behaviors for instance, if you think about uh, uh, our patriarchal society, it, it might tend to discourage romance initiated by women, uh, maybe encourage romance initiated by men, and which might mean that uh, in a society where a woman initiates a romance, it might be frowned at. So 
for anybody wanting to be involved in a romantic relationship, it takes them to uh, maybe do more and learn more uh, about uh, other cultures, other socio-economic constructs uh, or social constructs so that they are able to learn these differences because it is true what you're saying that uh, in in one society it might be seen as wrong, whatever that you want to do, but in another it might be seen as appropriate. So it's important for anybody, particularly the young people that are still looking to know those differences. Now, on SMS, um, Anonymous A-Teamer says, romance is good as long as it lasts. How I wish uh, it could last forever, should she say yes. shame. So whoever this person is is still trying to get the lady that they desire into their lives, but they wish that the romance could last forever. Psychologically, why do uh, romantic or the, the romantic phase not last for long? Why is there an ebb and a flow? Yeah, so uh, if you if you look at the phases of it, uh, the romance, you know, in, in the initial stages, uh, there's obviously the chemistry that comes with it. So we, we, we get uh, blinded by love and we are excited and we almost uh, overlook a lot of things when we either meet people for the first time uh, and we are hopeful about... Uh, what we have come just come across. Uh, so that's an initial phase of the romance where there's excitement, uh, blinded by love and all that. But later on, then uh, you spend, if you do win in that uh, first instance, then the second part, then you spend uh, more time with the person that you would have attracted romantically. And now things that you perhaps would have overlooked earlier on, uh, now they become your reality in that now the things that you thought perhaps uh, were exciting for somebody that uh, maybe is outgoing, is uh, is fun and is uh, social and all that, uh, once you spend time more time with them, you actually don't want them to continue displaying those uh, uh, skills because uh, you are now thinking that they they must have been attracted to you, and they should be done with that. So you find that the same qualities that attracted you to that person when you're meeting them for the first time now threaten you because you feel that uh, they continue to display those same characteristics that you loved, and you wish for them to have to now stop displaying those very qualities which then is, a, is, is what brings in this issue of uh, the, the resentment, jealousy, and the passive aggression that starts to build, uh, which is uh, towards the same thing that attracted you in the first place. So, which means then, uh, at a certain point, after the initial phase, you almost to have to grow again in a, to a certain level of maturity to be able to now accept and deal with the person that you are treated and finding new ways of how you can keep this romance and this fire burning in your relationship. We've got uh, Anonymous A-Teamer on the line. Uh, good evening, Anonymous. Good evening to you, Patricia. First, I want to make you laugh. You say this, doctor, you're so handsome and you're so cutie-cutie. 
So I'm wondering whether he wears a wedding band. Well, okay. <laughs> Don't take my word for him being good looking, right? Go to Twitter right now, okay, on the SAFM, at okay, SAFM I don't have Radio. Oh, my goodness. I, I'll find I'm another way. I'm living in the Stone Age world. <laughs> well, he is good looking. Uh, <laughs> let's, okay, uh, let's allow him to answer. Dr. Nguanyana, uh, Anonymous wants to know do you wear a wedding band? Uh, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm defeated. And, uh, anyway, I can't propose because it's not a leap year. <laughs> <laughs> I was interested in proposing, but I can't propose it. That's an EPN. I don't think it's my age either. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just making the doctor laugh. You know, I just want to... All I can think, tell Adonimals, because uh, I, I, I do have a photographic memory. I realize it very well. I can only tell you that uh, let the romance reign. And I think that from the topic of tonight... She must just keep that uh, going to say, let the romance reign. And uh, whatever that means for her, let it be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would uh, uh, give you an... In, uh, so I, I need to ask uh, a question to doctor. You know, when men are dysfunctional, why is it they use these uh, stupid toys, these plastic toys? What, uh, you know, what pleasure does plastic toys would give you, and sometimes the men's organ is so huge on a plastic toy, it's not like his natural organ, he's so huge on a plastic toy, which I've seen one, and I wonder, you know, it can damage a woman's hormonal system because it's, <laughs> it's like plastic and it's huge, it's double the size, and I'm just wondering what pleasure would a woman get in that one, so I don't know how the doctor's going to answer the question. Right, with these, uh, you know, male and females that are working with plastic toys. And if you feel you die functional and you've gone old, why can't you just be rom- romantic and accept yourself for who you are? Mm. Oh, Thank well. you. Thank you very much, Anonymous. You're welcome. I like that last point Anonymous has made. You know, why can't you just be romantic without associating it with sex and just be who you are? But doctor, it's up to you to respond. Well, uh, I would say, again, it's important to separate uh, or make a differentiation between the sex and the romance. Uh, Because obviously the sex for most maybe becomes the ultimatum. So you might create a romance or a romantic circumstance or situation in order to get sex later on. Or you might just want to keep it uh, as a romantic relationship. So... I don't want to uh, associate it uh, to say sex is equal to romance, but it is two separate concepts. And again, for sex, uh, we've talked about sex a lot of times in the past, but uh, there is a link to say often romance uh, links uh, to sex because uh, the greater romance you have, perhaps you might have a good sex afterwards because it, it has to be accompanied. But then again, for sex, people have different sexual preferences. And uh, uh, it's, it's very easy for us to assume that uh, most people want to have a romantic uh, sexual intercourse or a romance that uh, is followed by sex afterwards. But it will be a better assumption to make, as some people might want to have sex in different ways. And uh, here we've got Nikki in Bushbuck Ridge who says, Hi Patricia, is it possible for me and my partner to be romantic to each other without sex? 
Yeah, I think that's uh, the point I just touched on to say uh, it's a bad assumption to say uh, romance always leads to sex. Most of the time it does, but you could be romantically involved, which is why uh, people can be uh, romantically involved even if they are not together in terms of physically being together, a distance relationship, whoever they might be. So uh, there is a close link between romance and sex, but uh, it's not very direct and it's not that one leads to another. So they are separate concepts, but uh, very closely linked. You know, when you say you can be romantically um, involved with someone without being together, are, are we talking the together of a relationship over and above just the physical uh, togetherness? So yeah, can, so... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, again, uh, you know, uh, the romance part is the feeling. You, uh, you know, when you, you talked about your introduction the intense feeling, the excitement, how you feel about each other and all that. So you could be a romantic, uh, so to speak, to the person you're in a relationship with. You could be a romantic to a person you may not be in a relationship with. And if that relationship can also be a sexual relationship and it might be a different relationship. So a, a romance is a, might be... A, closely related to maybe sex as such, but it's more about this arousal and how each or uh, how people make each other feel, although it might be seen in a sexual context, but it's just this feeling about how you can stimulate each other, uh, either sexually or otherwise, but in this uh, romantic way, which is why even music can be seen as a, a romantic music because it arouses a certain feeling that you might have. And you wouldn't say that you're going to have sex with the music, but the music you're listening to a Marvin Gaye song could also stimulate something to you that uh, makes you feel that this was a romantic song. And maybe without you just thinking about sex as such when that song plays. So there's a, a romance, the feeling, the excitement, the intense emotion, and then there's the sex, the activity, which might be accompanied by the romance or might not be accompanied by the romance. I've just had a light bulb moment, an aha moment, as Oprah Winfrey would put it, because you know how we, we always link romance to the physical action of uh, intercourse or sex. But now that you've explained it, romance goes over and above that. And you could literally have a romantic relationship, but not necessarily be involved with a person just because of how they make you feel and how you feel with each other. Aha moment for me there. Let me go to your voice note. Hey, good evening, Suspect and Talk. This is Anonymous. Ish. Okay, I've once been involved with this lady okay let me not say once i am <laughs> i am involved so i was romantic at first but it seemed she was a bit allergic to romance then i toned down on romantic gestures now the irony is she wants it back and i'm now forgotten how to be romantic so my you. question is, how do I revive that spark? How does one 
get that romance back. Thanks. Yay! But to out there, yo, it's not easy. So, uh, <laughs> doctor. A lady is uh, seemingly allergic to romance at the beginning of the relationship and then later on now she wants it back and the guy has forgotten the art of being romantic. What can he do? And is it is, is it even fair for someone to say, I don't want this, now I want it? Is it even fair? Oh, well, uh, it reminds me of the movie, How Stella Got a Group. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, on a, on a serious, uh, serious note, I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, men and women, uh, most of the time, uh, are, are always at different stages. And again, uh, that's why I was saying that this thing becomes a trial and error. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the men uh, hunting, uh, catching, uh, ex- 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 like kind of uh, exhibiting all those uh, romantic characteristics when they are wanting to catch the fish or wanting to catch the prey. But then once they've got that, and then they suddenly have a memory loss to say how they actually did that. Uh, I, I, I think it is uh, somewhere in the, in the back of their mind, the anonymous. I don't think that is completely forgotten. Is just not uh, stimulated or there's now maybe the feeling that uh, there's no need to invoke it anymore. Because if uh, they were to start over again with somebody else, just so to speak, they will still remember or they will come up with new ways, which is another challenge I want to pose also to say. You don't have to remember the way you did it before but you can always uh, recreate or reinvent yourself in terms of going forward. Because uh, I know that uh, nowadays uh, romance is so uh, commodified or is materialized and all that, and, and it's now seen as uh, you have to do certain things you know, for it to be acceptable. But it's actually quite simple, and it's just an art that most people can just think about ways of trying to feel another person feel good and then just be intentional in it and be constant and obviously be able to maintain that because, uh, like she, he says, with most people is the problem of consistency and not keeping up with what they preach because they say it in the beginning, but then uh, when they are kept in the process for long, then they just uh, maybe are unable to be persistent enough. So I would argue that the, the caller still has it in them, but they just need to think harder or reinvent or recreate uh, another scenarios for them to be able to remember how they had done it before. So you say that women and men respond differently to uh, romance. Uh, let's take a bit of a musical interlude, Dr. Nguanyana. And when we come back, I'd like you to go deeper into the understanding of why the, the psyche of a man and a woman when it comes to romance. Is that okay? Yeah. We'll also come back to your um, messages on WhatsApp and SMS. Let me remind you of that uh, WhatsApp number 0614-104-107. We are speaking romance. I'd like to know some tips from you, A-teamers. What is it that you are doing to keep the romance alive uh, so that you can help some of us who are not practicing as yet so we can get our groove back on? Altabaj says, lay with you. 
Now, those are some of the things that uh, romantic people say to each other and do with each other. They just don't leave the house and enjoy themselves. It's uh, it's going to be a long weekend, so I'm sure a lot of you are planning on some of these romantic gestures. And for those who are not, hey guys, the tips are here. We've got Dr. Nguanyana, and he's the man who's going to put you on the dial. He's going to be your plug. Uh, I'd like to hear from you. The WhatsApp number is 0614-104-107 or call in on 011-714-4045. Dr. Nguanyana, before we had that beautiful musical interlude, right, I, I asked, what is the psychological difference between men and women when it comes to romance? So uh, I think it could be uh, described into perhaps uh, two concepts. Uh, one is the uh, philandra male, uh, and uh, another is the coy female. So naturally and biologically, uh, uh, the woman or the female uh, is uh, the one that is going to rear a child. So which means when they... Uh, they look for a relationship, uh, they, are, they kind of become coy in that they want somebody they can attract that uh, is going to uh, be for keeps and that is going to help them rear children. Whereas the man becomes a philandra. So a man is naturally a philandra in that uh, they want to invest or spread their sperm into as many women as possible. But we do live in a, in, a, in a civil society now where there's an issue of morals, where obviously people need to have control of that. But the philandra male then always wants to run, whereas a coy female always wants to hoard, which is even uh, explained by the hormones uh, that are released even after uh, people are romantically involved and are in a sexual relationship where the the male and female hormones differ extensively in that the other one might want to continue just having sexual relations with more people, whereas the other one, the kind of hormone that they release wants them to hold on to the person that they have come across. It is a very tricky concept, and uh, there's uh, many arguments and disagreements about that concept, but there is a lot of literature that uh, supports that uh, we have a philandra male, which uh, is a male that always wants to run away from responsibility as a natural phenomenon, and the female that always wants to hold on to a relationship as a natural phenomenon. But again, things can change based on uh, exposure, circumstances, in a way that even the coy females and actually now start changing to become philandra male, a philandra uh, female, because the environment that they live in does not permit them to to hold on to men, and then it, it can be a vice versa. Same as with uh, males that are initially or naturally philandric, uh, they might just turn out to say they actually want to now be a father than a rare children. And most of the time it's the opposite to that. When that happens, the woman is the one that wants to run away and leave the child with the man. And when the man uh, wants to run away, then the woman is left with the child. 
So it's always a bit of a tricky one and a complex circumstance. But there is biological basis of uh, why men and women tend to differ when it comes to romantic relationships. Then what happens in uh, same-sex relationships when it comes to the definition you've given us? Yeah, so most of the time, again, uh, with same-sex relationship, uh, there will be a a lot of circumstances where there are children involved, but most of the time there are no children involved, which means it is more of a a kind of an understanding uh, where there's equal footing for both uh, either men and men or women and women, where maybe the expectation is different in that there's not one that is going to be seen as being above the other. So, again, is a, a new concept that most of us are still studying, but uh, most of the time there's no uh, biological child involved because then there's a natural way of uh, a, a parent to naturally, one of them to naturally want to keep on to the child and for the other one to maybe have a choice whether they stay or not stay depending on whether they feel their offspring is safe. So in the same-sex relationships, uh, I think that is slightly different, but it is something that uh, is still worth studying as to is there biological basis for it maybe to be seen differently as opposed to male and female. Hey, good evening, this and Doc. This is Anonymous. Ish. Okay, I've once been in... So we played that one, and uh, let's go to the next one. Say one. And for me, the path or the correct path to the deed is always conversation first. Um, Conversation, then um, working the ambience so that the ambience rectifies whatever are the cries from the conversation or whatever the need that is revealed within the conversation, maybe your day was bad or you had a migraine or whatever, then readjust the living area to a massage area, then get to the massage while we continue to talking to the music, then whatever happens. But music, always music, always, always. People are romantic out there. They start with conversations and then fixing whatever is not aligned and then the music. Doctor, are you hearing these things? Even the candles, Patricia. My goodness. Oh, that's how amazing these things can be. My goodness. Just, just the lighting. Hey. And beyond, I'm telling you. Now, I've got here uh, DM in Rustenburg who says, Good evening, Patricia and A-teamers. I don't want someone who tries to be romantic to me in public places. I want it to be secret. And uh, this is uh, sounding like it's coming from a man, A-teamer. Another A-teamer says, Hi, Patricia. As for me, I love to I love fingering my wife as a part of romance. But she doesn't like it at all. She says it can cause diseases. Can you please ask the doctor if this is true? So, Doc, fingering and disease association? <laughs> uh, oh, I think it's a, it's, it's a simple one. Uh, I think it's more of a hygiene issue uh, because, obviously, uh, some people might just be iffy about uh you fingering them because they might not know where that finger has been and whether it's been washed or that. 
I don't think it will go beyond just the, the hygiene and the, perhaps just the germs uh, issue. Uh, but there wouldn't be really uh, diseases just because you've been touched by a finger as such, but obviously it's more of contamination rather than diseases. So infections perhaps as a result of contamination, but not uh, disease as such. Okay, and uh, sometimes technique, doctor, please, we must not forget that sometimes there's a technique <laughs> that might put someone off. Eh? Uh, we're not talking technique today, though. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> but you could, but, but, you but, could comment. But I did say, uh, obviously, uh, I was saying that, I mean, we, we always emphasize that, obviously, it's a different stroke for different folks. Yeah. But uh, it's more about this art of romance that we're looking at. And again, it's for each person to really see how uh, they can invoke this feeling from their partner. Because uh, romance is more or less just setting the scene for whatever that uh, might end up being the ultimatum, whether the sex or that follows afterwards. But it's about understanding your partner or the person that you're romantically involved with to say, how do you set the sin? Whatever that might be. For some people, they set the sin uh, even for, to ask for certain favors. And uh, they become romantic and they've set the sin. And then the person may not be able to say no because they've set that sin. So it's just this art to say, how do you create this exciting moment that touches somebody else's brain and make them weak because uh, that's really what romance is about to say after you've been aroused in a certain romantic way your defenses are gone and you may not even be able to say no to anything that another person demands afterwards now here's something else um oh this one is uh, i don't know but it sounds sad so it comes from uh twitter mboza in cape town says just got rid of my partner who would lead me on until my pinnacle of erection only to tell me she's not ready for it and enjoy to observe me frustrated. And I eventually decided she'll cry rape one day. So I just cut ties. Now she's all over me. I will not take her back. Well, uh, mm. uh, that's, why, that's why I'm saying that... Uh uh, romance is not equal to sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, romance is setting the sin. It could just be that uh, the partner that they're with enjoys them romantically, but maybe they don't prefer to have sex with them. Because uh, you could enjoy somebody in a romantic way that uh, they make you to have this feeling. Because uh, we're talking about romance as the feeling, as this intense feeling, this intense feel-good kind of uh, feeling, but uh, it does not always have to translate to sex. For so some people, it actually might just bring them satisfaction, and they might be enough to say, this is it for me. Or they might still not want to have sex with you, but you could just be serenading them with the nice music, with the nice touches, or whatever that skill or that you might have, but they might still not want to end it with you in terms of having sex with you. It might sound unfair, but again, it's a two separate concepts. Romance as setting up the scene for whatever that you might want to have later, 
but not translating to say romance is equal to sex. So I think that distinction is quite important. And this brings in uh, a lot of other uh, problems where uh, people will actually even charge each other with the rape, as, as the caller has said, where a person said, but you allowed romance to happen, and then the sex was a problem. So it also becomes an issue of control. You need to be able to control the romance and need to be able to control the sex part as well. And one does not mean that the other must always be the case, which is uh, becomes a legal concept as well. Now, Anonymous in Johannesburg on uh, WhatsApp says, uh, Good evening, Patricia and the good doctor. I'm 40 years old and I lost my feelings when I was 25 after my wife cheated on me. How can I be normal again? I'm a romantic person, but I'm hurt. Each time I see any woman, the memory comes back. I don't want to die alone. So here it's romance, cheating, loneliness, fear. It's it's a snowball of a lot of things. Yeah, so, I mean, in that case, for instance, there's trauma. There's trauma, which is a big deal. Because, uh, again, when we started earlier, we talked about things that promote romance and things that kill romance. So in this case, for instance, maybe that's what has killed the romance or that feeling for that person in that, for them, any romantic involvement or relationship invokes a certain uh, trauma that has happened in the past, which then will suggest that maybe this person has suffered a PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and it might be worthwhile for them to maybe see a therapist so that they are able to deal with their past experiences because what will be a, a sad situation for anybody is for them to not enjoy themselves the fullest because of their past. Because uh, there are 7 billion people in the world and to be held up by one person uh, from your past who is no longer there for you will actually be quite sad uh, if some, that's, that such circumstance holds you back for the rest of your life. So on Twitter, Nontlandla says, Patricia, you don't lie. The doctor is hot, hot, hot fire. (laughs) Guys, go on to Twitter. Dr. Nkwanyana's picture is there. And then I'll hear from you, uh, A-teamers, what you think. But uh, Nontlandla agrees with me, yeah, Doc? <laughs> I have no view on that. One. Well, well, Doc, I'm just telling you, I was not asking you a question <laughs> at this, ca- at this you time. Very much. And even Anonymous <laughs> was about to propose. The sad thing is that it's not a leap year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, as, as we round up our discussion about romance, um, perhaps give us some, some tips on how to reignite that romantic string within ourselves if life has hit us so hard and we perhaps have lost it. I think uh, the the main message is that uh, everybody's got it. Uh, So as much as maybe there might be phases of it, everybody's got it. But the main thing is, uh, and again, this is a a big issue where uh, people say uh, maybe somebody that do not understand their league, uh, so to speak. So it's important to know your league uh, know what is aligned with you, but also know the boundaries because, uh, uh, you know, the social boundaries, the appropriateness of it, you need to be aware of that as well because we're not saying that now go around and just be, start being romantic with everybody. 
So know the boundaries, know the league, know what the law says, and also just have fun, especially for the younger people who are still uh, looking and wanting to be romantically involved. But at the same time, the people that are in long-term relationships or married couples, also for them to find ways of reigniting their youthfulness in their relationships, because it's easier for them to just get swallowed by the job, the working, the busy life, and the raising kids and all that, and then start to neglect their, themselves uh, romantically, which can also lead to disease, by the way, which is something we'll talk about next time. Oh, my goodness. Are you leaving us hanging? Oh, okay, so you have to promise me that next week, Wednesday, that's what we're going to talk about, because now I'm scared. Disease? Definitely. Lack of sex and lack of romance can also lead to problems. When we're talking about lack here, I've only got a minute left. But lack, like how long is the duration of lack? Because perhaps I'm cool, Maybe I'm sick. Oh, well, the lack or, or the time, we, as much as we may not put time, but we usually classify it as, as being excessive. <laughs> so <laughs> once you feel it's excessive, then that's when it's a problem. But if it's within reason, then we wouldn't classify it as a problem. But once it's excessive, like anything else, if you drink excessively, if you smoke excessively, if you do things excessively, then that's when it's a problem. So as to how you measure excessiveness, it becomes another story, but it's about whether it's excessive or not excessive. Well, uh, on that note, I can't wait for us to talk about uh, the after effects of not being romantic or having sex. Um, because it seems that uh, a lot of people might uh, start uh, reconsidering how they engage with others. Doctor, handsome doctor, let me say. Hot doctor, Tavan uh, Nguanyana. Thank you very much for joining us again. Thank you very much. I hope you have a beautiful heritage day tomorrow as well, this oh, morning. Definitely. Will do. You do the same. Thank you. That was uh, Dr. Taban Nguanyana and uh, definitely enjoyed uh, today's uh, discussion around romance. The time now is midnight and it's time for us to bid you good night. Tomorrow, tomorrow, 10 up until midnight, we are having a special broadcast. This late night conversation is going to be awesome. I'm talking about the likes of Yvonne Chaka Chaka, Tunogwe, Tsepotsula. Oh, Dr. Joe Shirimani are going to be on the show. They are going to be talking heritage and music. So we're going to run with the hashtag, hashtag SAFM Music Heritage. Please do tune in. Please do tweet. Please do listen in. Please do make sure that your phone is on, has got us on speed dial, okay? Because it's a special broadcast. Happy Heritage Day. It starts now. And let me remind you that 3 until 5 a.m., Mandla Shongwe, the legendary, gives you sound awake. Make sure that you are tuned in. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.